0: Good morning, and welcome to the original Loretta Brown show. Yay, radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness. She's Benny, back. back. You've climbed down from <sighs> your eighteen thousand five hundred change
1: <laughs> foot level mountain.
0: Yes, I, I just returned from walking the Korra <laughs> at Mount <sighs> Kailash. How Kalosh was Tibet. it? It was beyond words. I have to tell you, it was grueling. It was very challenging. And um, I'm really glad I did it. I feel um, amazing. Not
1: lightheaded though.
0: No, because you had less no. oxygen. Up oh, there. I, I, but, I have yeah. to tell you that I got really tired of of the high altitude. Well, and,
1: okay, yeah, it creeps up on you literally you know, when the like you get up there. You're,
0: you're taking three steps and going, "Oh, <gasps> yeah, <gasps> and,
1: I just worked out. You know, no, I just took good three steps, happens,
0: right?" And the and the tour guide's like, you don't need oxygen. You just need to change your yes, mindset. Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm like a, I'm at eighteen thousand five hundred feet. I I could use a whiff of oxygen. Do you have
1: a Fitbit or anything? Do you see how many steps you
0: took? Yes. Yeah, it was. A little <laughs> I'd be amazed walk, on how many. Like it would thirty-seven thousand. Dang! So Forty-two thousand. And and um, you know, if you walk the Cora. The first day and the third day, I mean, you know, you're walking 13 kilometers. The second day you're walking 22 kilometers, but it's like straight up and straight down. And no one really talked about the straight down bit. Like everyone was talking about, okay, it's a steep climb and you can do it and, you know, just, you know, pay attention to your body and keep going. Right.
1: Okay. So th- for those who are, aren't are into mm-hmm. the kilometers, yes. it's, it's around 8 to 15 Miles. Miles, okay, right. just to put a range on that
0: of high altitude yeah. hiking, This that's crazy mountaineering, whatever you want to call it. Um, but the coming down, I got to tell you, Benny, because the glacier has receded, mm-hmm. and you know, not that, not that climate change is real. Like I don't want, <laughs> don't go there. What the glacier has receded? Yeah, and so you end up walking on rocks, and it's pretty. Like when you're going down a steep slope, the Pretty only sketchy, thing, yeah, the only thing stopping you from just sliding down is your uh, uh, trekking poles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's some
1: sharp stuff you have to get around, or
0: yeah, I did some dry dry rock tobogganing. Oh, nice! <laughs> yeah,
1: like right, good for the bum.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it is actually a great workout. Good massage waiting for you yeah, at the yeah, end. Yeah, can't yeah, can't wait to right. see him that's or her. Right. <laughs> yeah, so um, it was it was fantastic, and good for those of you that know me. Um, it was a it was a personal journey, you know, as well as for everybody else and for those of you listening at the top of of the pass at Mount Kalish, I did string some flags, and um, those flags are for all of you and for me and for all the beings on Earth. You know, whatever good that does, um, they're up there. So sweet. You're I was represented.
1: First of all, really impressed because I follow you on Facebook and so forth yeah. and you were very active on putting photos online so if anyone's of your friends yeah. uh, looking on there it's public information for it, it, it was just amazing views and I, I was commenting to it at the same time I was impressed on the timing on how fast you could get stuff up especially on where you were yes so there's obviously not as much regulation
0: yeah um, well, or did you have to go through some stuff. Y- you have to have a VPN, mm, okay? Right? Like, there's we could there's, talk there's, about this off the air, yeah, yeah, yeah can we can talk about okay, this okay. off the air, but um, <laughs> Wi Fi, you know, the further out you go in Tibet, for those of you that have been there, it's kind of a harsh country, mm-hmm. it's uh, dry and windy and high altitude. And the further out you go, the less uh, reliable uh, Wi Fi or even electricity sure. is or hot water, right? So, you kind of learn things like if. If you're in, you know, like Darshan or some small town, mm-hmm. in the evening you're going to have hot water because it's solar heated. Yeah. Or
1: like in the wintertime for us around
0: mm-hmm. here. And you're not going to have electricity in the really. morning. Just give it up. Put your, put your headlamp <laughs> yeah. on. and Forget
1: about it. Forget about yeah, it. Just kind of move on right. forward. That's
0: right. Nice. Yeah. So uh, it was great. And, of course, uh, I also uh, sketched in there the Great Wall and the Forbidden City. And the giant pandas. Woohoo! I tried to bring one back for you Benny, but oh, oh, thanks. They, you saw my request. They caught me, you <laughs> they, know.
1: <laughs> well, I'm kind of glad cuz I don't really want to vid- visit you in jail right now, so that would be kind of a bad thing. I, I tried accept- to dress
0: the panda up, I, but it didn't didn't get through. I, yeah, you know? the sugar
1: cane, they just kept <laughs> eating. They just couldn't get that through either. They're so, so cute.
0: Uh, they looked amazing. They're really adorable and the babies, oh my goodness, just big fuzz balls with- <laughs> legs hanging down they're just adorable what's not to love about that, you know so uh anyway it was a great trip um i will be putting together a show about it so you can just hang in uh for that and of course this saturday i've got my women's monthly class and uh we'll be talking about it there we'll be doing some meditations on saturday if you want to come out and join us from twelve thirty to four thirty, it is a four-hour class but we do a lot of healing work and and um Uh, You know, it's for women only. This class on Saturday, it's for women only. Sorry about that, guys. Um, But, you know, sometimes we need to gather as women and just have girl talk and kind of, you know, help each other out. So there it is. I'm really, really glad to be back. I've got great guests for the show today. And uh, like I say, I will be talking more about my trip to China and Tibet. And uh, bring that forward in some way uh, to share with all of you because, well, that's kind of what I like to do like to do it right um let's see i'm the owner uh, my name's loretta brown i always forget to introduce myself i was laughing about it i did a crystal bowl healing concert sunday night like i came back i slept a few hours and went and did this crystal bowl concert at Bala Yoga in kirkland and like once again nap. yeah i forgot to introduce myself and <laughs> i don't know what the deal is with That's that i funny. maybe need to take a look at my own self like who am know, i, I? Who am i who are we who are we why am i here yeah great questions all great questions those are great questions and great segues into the show sure. today. yeah i do have a reiki master class coming up the first saturday of october you want to be a part of anything at reiki oasis uh you just go to schedule.reikioasis.com and you can sign up there and and of course you can find me on facebook and instagram and all all that stuff i'm all over the place and um You can always email me at rachioasis at gmail.com. If you've got questions, you want to be a part of what's going on here. Very quick astrology check-in because I want to bring my guests on. Um, As you all know, we just had this autumn equinox, and we went from Virgo into Libra. And, oh, my goodness, September was not a chilling-out month. We had all kinds of planets in Virgo, and Virgo was not in a good mood. Let me put it that way. Straight
1: up ridiculous. She, yeah. I'm just going to tell you straight up for me. Straight <coughs> up ridiculous.
0: It was very, very difficult. So we're moving. Emotional roller coaster. Oh, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It, it, there was a lot of sudden uh, kind of almost catastrophic things that happened. Oh, I came yeah, back think? and, and <laughs> my clients and friends all were like, oh, my God, Loretta. Well, on our planet,
1: yeah. too, the hurricane. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Whew.
0: A lot of stuff going mm-hmm. on. But, so, but
1: I'm glad everyone's okay.
0: Yes. Yeah, and we made it. So, you know, on September 28th, this was just a couple of days away, Saturn is conjunct the south node for the last time. And this transit takes place just one day before a new lunar cycle begins. So Saturn is now direct and won't change his mind again. And Saturn is always a, a little bit of a challenging planet because it deals with our karma. So if you've had old stuff coming up, that's okay. You just got to move through it, move on. And... um It's also the last day of the Virgo lunar cycle, which, like I said, it's a bit cray-cray, been a little bit crazy. We want that to end quickly. Yeah, so we're moving toward a new moon in Libra, and we're going to be able to start again. And Libra, of course, is a more balanced and a rational outlook. This new moon is opposite Chiron, the wounded healer. So Libra is going to be about balancing your needs with the needs of others. Ooh. And how good are your boundaries? (laughs) Yeah, that's right. So Chiron is the principle of reconciliation of the instinct and the intellect or of the yin and yang coming into balance. So this new moon in Libra will teach us that sometimes the path to healing is through other people. Hmm. When we focus on others, we distance ourselves from our problems. And sometimes that allows healing to happen naturally because... uh, you know, I, I do this. I, I overthink everything. No. Uh, yeah. And I always take everything Get personally. Here. Ooh. I and do too. I'm so glad I've got my guests on the show today because they're going to kind of help straighten me out, I hope. So at a time, <laughs> Betty's laughing. I think they will. I think they will. I've they're awesome. Them. I know them. Yeah, they're awesome. They're good girls. They are. So at a time when people need spiritual substance, never has substance been so hard to find and if you like myself are weary of all the feel good social media memes and look alike and i say boring cliche spiritual programs guaranteed to deliver abundance soulmates enlightenment and everything else you might need overnight in an easy three step process you're going to really enjoy the show today my guests today are are the authors of all you need is love And um, I have on the show today the amazing Kate Montana and Betsy Chassie. And they have brought together 19 or maybe I should say 20 authors that tell the tales of how they learned to go beyond pat sayings and shallow interpretations of spiritual beliefs as they struggled to find their way to greater and more meaningful lives. And Betsy and Kate, by the way, met 14 years ago when they joined forces to market the film. What the bleep do we know? I love that film. And they discovered a mutual passion for telling it like it really is. So these, these women are, they're real. That's what I'm going to say. They're real. They're down to earth. Uh, they collaborated on books. They've collaborated on all kinds of things. And they have made their partnership official and founded Rampant Feline Media. And so their latest book, All You Need Is Love, The Importance of Transcending Spiritual Clichés and Living Their Deeper Wisdom. Um, Welcome to the show, Kate and Betsy.
2: (laughs) Good morning, Loretta. This is Kate in Hawaii. A little bit bleary-eyed with my first cup of decaf, which does me no good at 5 a.m. (laughs) Oh,
0: I'm so sorry. You're in the wrong place. Aloha to you. Be here. Aloha. Aloha. Can I send you a Starbucks? I'll send it right over. Oh, no, thank
2: you. I have Kona coffee here. Thank you. Oh, Kona Ooh, Kona's, is the
0: best. Yeah,
2: we do like Kona.
0: That is the best. We do like that. So, um you two women are amazing. I mean, you really are. Um your your down-to-earth message and your ability to be with each other. I, I'm wondering, can you tell the listening audience ends a little bit about how you met each other and how your partnership came about.
2: Betsy, why don't you go for it? You're the one who made what the bleep.
3: <laughs> Good morning, everybody. I'm, I'm sitting here. I just have to share with you real quickly. I'm doing the Camino next year. Uh, oh. I'm listening to your stories going, oh gosh. And I went to Disneyland on Sunday with my son and I could barely walk for like four hours. And I was thinking, how the heck am I going to do the Camino where I have to walk like 10 to 15 miles a day when I can barely walk around Disneyland. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it was a good prep for you, though.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. So anyway, so, yeah, so I am the co-writer, director, and producer of What the Bleep Do We Know, and um, we ended up, I also, because all of the big Hollywood studios said we were crazy and nobody would go see the movie, I said, okay, we're going to have to do this ourselves, and which meant that I had to build a marketing team and a team that could help promote a film. And we were up in Washington State and didn't have anybody around who had any idea how to market or you know, promote a movie. So I just went out and put out an ad somewhere. I don't even know where. And Kate answered. And she came in and um, mm-hmm. we had a great chat. And she started doing the newsletter and helping us promote the film. And the rest is history. we kind of just... I think we both just kind of realized that we were Similar, yet very different, um, but really resonated with truth and authenticity and uh, straightforward communication, and uh, it just stuck. I don't know. We've been together for, like, like we've been friends for 15 years, it feels like, and um, we'll probably be together for <laughs> <It> another 15. 15- <laughs> we'll probably be together. We can't get rid of each other, even if we
2: try.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I actually love that story. Um, I I think sometimes we have this strange synchronicity, or or we have whatever it is we have, and it sounds to me like it's working for the two of you. So I'm like, hey, go for it. You know, more, more of that. Yeah, yeah,
2: Bessie's got her feet on the ground, and I've got my feet in the sky, and so we balance (laughs) each other out.
0: So depending on which way you're looking, one of you is upside down, huh? Yeah, I get it. Usually
2: me, Loretta. (laughs)
0: I like that. I love you guys' energy. It's great. So in this book, what brought you to compiling or, or writing this this new book, All You
2: Need Is Love? Oh, Loretta, this, was, this is Kate. I'll take this one. Okay. Becky and I do, you know, some evening rants. Um, I've only been in Hawaii for, for the last year. Or so um, So we were, she was having a glass of wine and I was having a cup of tea. And we were going on and on. And I, and I think it was Betsy had a, had a saw a meme that just put her over the edge because, mm. you know, it, it, it's just like memes are just these little maybe 144-character insights into healing and the universe and God and everything. And yeah, I know it, it makes me feel smug when I post something cool. <laughs> then you know it's just like, hey, look at me! I'm a spiritual person. Wow, you know, I, I've got a insight into the truth, and and but, you know, there's so much more depth to spiritual. um My God! And and that's the way, That's what we were. That's what we were ranting about. Is that there was just no depth to so much of what we saw, and I admit, and so there was no depth to what I was posting. And there's other angles and sides, and so we were just going on and on about this, and that, I, you I saw a meme. What was it that triggered you? It's the meme for the, for my
3: chapter, which, um, you know, I think what I became really frustrated with, too, is that, the, you know, a lot of the memes and the quotes and the kissy, you know, Facebook posts, yeah. really, I started to become really Spiritual shaming is what I was calling it. You know, it's sort of like my my chapter really talks about this idea that your feelings are all or are are, you, are all on you. It's, 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 how you feel is your is, is your you up to you, nobody else. And you know what bothered me about a lot of what was going on in the world of New Age, new thought, and spiritual journey, and enlightenment was this idea that everything became really oversimplified, mm-hmm. like so simple that. It almost became like, you might. I could just do a workshop for everybody on your radio show right now. Everything is your fault. Deal with it.
0: Right. Now pay,
3: pay me $10,000, please. Right. You know?
0: <laughs> and, and I want to read to the audience the meme that you, because you guys have written this book. I love the way you've written this book, by the way, and you've got all these different people responding. But at the beginning of each chapter, you have a meme. And on the chapter, Betsy, that you wrote, if you don't mind, I'll just read the meme that's there. It says, people may say and do terrible things, but only you are responsible for your reactions. And I particularly hate this meme. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'm really glad you started with it. Um, But I want you to talk about it a little bit because what you're saying, this dialogue needs to occur. You know, I'm really glad you guys are on the show. It needs to occur.
3: I think that the spirit. You know, look, it's true. The truth is, your feelings are yours. You, if you're conscious and aware and a spiritual, um, you know, dimness, then any you can you have the ability to not react to anything. Sure, you know, but I don't know anybody who's capable of doing that 24 Mm seven. And the truth is. The other part of this is that what I've observed in that in that particular meme, and, and actually that was I, we took out who these quotes are from. Okay. We didn't I, we didn't put typically we did not put the names them. but this came from a really sp- famous spiritual teacher, and I know the book that it came from. And the the reason that I was ranting that particular night was because the person who posted it, like it, what happens when you do this is you miss the thousand words that were probably written before you pulled yes. those and the thousand words after, because that's yes. a very deep teaching. It's not some quip little, oh, you know, you're feeling your fault. And what, what people do is, then they run around and they take that and they say to you, well, I'm sorry that you feel that way. You, It's your choice to get angry with me, which means I get permission to be a jerk to you. And then I don't have to take any personal responsibility. And that's I've seen that a lot, especially in spiritual circles, where Mm -hmm. people love the idea of, like, well, you know, I'm just being my own authentic self. I'm a god, and if you don't like it, tough. And it's (laughs) like, oh, nice. So that means you get to be a narcissistic jerk, and I just have to suffer for it. And that's not okay with me, and it's not actually truly what this quote was talking about. Um, But it comes across that way,
0: you know? Yeah, I really like what you said, because... I I think these memes quite often are simply taken out of context. Right. Like yeah. like like you're saying this little this little meme may have some value to it, but outside of context it's it's oversimplified and I think it really puts us in a situation where it's like look, I don't have to take personal responsibility for me being a jerk. Um it's your problem how you received it or didn't, right? Yep. Right. And I'm not sure I mean I gotta be honest, I, I don't think I'm that pristine. I don't think everything coming out of my mouth is is absolutely without ego, let's put it that way, or from the highest place. Um, I don't know how you guys are, you've been on the spiritual path a long time also. But Oh, I'm a total jerk. Just so everybody
2: <laughs> knows. Like yeah. Oh, hey, Loretta! I've written a book about the ego, and I can be one of the most egocentric, narcissistic people I know. <laughs> You're, and this
0: is Kate talking, right? I, <laughs> you know, I have to be honest with you. I've, I always tell people my, you know, they're like, "Wow, how's your spiritual path?" I go, "I've been basically a hot mess most of the time," <laughs> you know, and um, just fall down and get back up again, and then just take a look at it. Um, yeah. yeah you know and
2: the whole thing Loretta this is Kate you know the whole thing is is what I said earlier it, it makes me feel so good to post something so erudite on Facebook and then get on with my day and then you know check in every once in a while to see how every, how the world reacted to my to my wisdom and it's like it, it's so easy to feel smug yeah. I, <laughs> like because, you know it all, and and you've delivered you you've delivered a gift, and now you can go on your way. And it's like, oh please, I can't even hardly go on Facebook anymore. Yeah.
3: Well, I did start a, a fun Facebook page
2: called Spiritual Porn, and
3: it's also on Instagram where I do nothing but post ironic and funny spiritual memes, just because of this, because I thought it would be more fun than feeling, waking up and reading a meme that made me realize how unspiritual I really am and how everybody else is smarter than me. So I just have way more fun with the other side. So those are the only memes I post now, uh-huh. a really fun, ironic memes yeah. and funny Because, you, you know, I think at this point, the other thing that starts to do is you just start to of feel guilty and you start to feel wrong. And a lot of the chapters that we, you know, a lot, everybody in this book, you know, picked um, a meme or, or a, um, a concept. That, that, that really um, that really instead of lifting us up started to make us feel r- really terrible about ourselves like God I'm broken I'm wrong I should be doing it this way what what is it you know because because when I think it, it's pretty reflective of I think the world as a whole right now if you think about it, you know for many 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 years the spiritual journey was uh, was a quest and it was a deep, intense war- filled with work experience mm-hmm. It wasn't a weekend seminar it wasn't um, you know read one book and you're done it, it was it was a lot of internal work and what happened is we've sort of mcdonald'sized it you know and now it's like I can go to the drive-through pick you know abundance relationships and uh, you know great body because like and then I'm good right? And that's really why we put this book together was because there's some great information in, in, in some of these memes, but we've lost what they mean. We don't even know where they – like this particular my meme, people don't even know where that came from.
2: Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. you know, Christine Upchurch, for example, has a gra- exactly this. Her meme was, Seek and Ye Shall Find. And her whole chapter is about the downside to seeking. And it's like, you know, if you're on the conscious path, you know, you consider yourself a spiritual seeker and there's all these, you know, workshops you go to, you learn all these things and techniques and you're supposed to vibrate light and align your chakras and da, da, da. Well, she got very sick mm-hmm. and, you know, but she knew that she could heal herself through positive thinking and, and raising her energy and blah, blah, blah. And it didn't work. And so she was seeking all these answers, the normal answers that we're directed to and, and that we're expected to – we expect them to work. And then when it doesn't work because, you know, we're like human beings and we have negative thoughts and we've got programming that, that, that you know, we're unaware of, et cetera, et cetera – and so she had to let go of so much of what she thought out as the answer and was holding on to desperately as the answer for her own personal healing. And then she finally had to dive deep, let all of that stuff go, and discover what her Individualized path was for yeah. healing, which was a much deeper dive than you know any positive thinking healing workshop she ever could have possibly gone to. Yeah. So you know she talked about how there's this downside to the to the seeking itself. We think you know we're human. We want answers, and we you know preferably want easy answers. Um, we want drive-through solutions to our problems so we can get on with the good stuff. And it, it just doesn't work like that. So she was like she was really really clear when we talked about about doing this book and her contributing a chapter. she was like, oh man, I want to talk about you know there there's a flip side. you got to go dark, you got to go deep and it's not pretty mm-hmm. um, I really... is not an easy is not an easy job. Deacon E shall find yeah well after uh, after a lot a lot of hard work.
0: Well, and I think her chapter is so to the point. And of course, I, I adore Christine. I think she's awesome. Um, but this idea, because I have so many people on my on my radio show who have written books about their personal journey, about how they found healing or whatever the deal it is, and then they lay out kind of a like, here's what you do, A to Z, and mm-hmm. it doesn't it doesn't work. It's not working for my clients. And so her chapter of you know, seek and ye shall find. It's like, so how do we go from these sort of, um, uh, I'm going to say a prescription uh, a spirituality classes delving deep into, okay, what is my own personal journey here? Mm-hmm. You well, know? you
3: know, the thing that I think really I want to say is like, you know, I've taken a lot of great weekend courses. So, yes. I, I, you know, none of, neither one of us want to like bash the weekend course. Or we've given them. <laughs> we, give, we give them, for goodness sake. Um, but um, but I think what we wanted to do with this book and what I think people, like, you know, I think what's going on in the world is if you look at what's happening in the world, people are, are ready, looking again for authenticity.
0: Yeah.
3: They're looking again because we went through, and I don't think this is a bad thing. And you know, I'm at this conference this weekend, and everybody was railing on how social media has destroyed us and killed us, and it's bad, and we should get rid of it. I actually completely disagree. I think that this has been a part of the human journey to go. Okay, you want, you know, you want, um, you want vapid, you want shallow, you want simple, you want quick and easy, you want fries with that. What, you know, boom, 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 boom. We had to go through that experience so that we, because we, so we could go back to. Oh, wait a minute, I miss the authenticity. I miss the depth. I miss the senses. And, that, that, you know, we're not also saying that, you know, for some people, the spiritual journey isn't horrifying and bad and mm-hmm. stressful and mm-hmm. all those things. Some other people, it's great. It, it, the point is that this, when, when we get to a place of going, you know, I'm ready for truth, and you're genuine there, then you do what you need to do to get the truth. You know, you can, yeah. so you can read that meme and say, oh, wait a minute, there's more to that. Hold on a minute. That, that can't be it. You know, when you look at any memes in this book okay, wait, there's a, deeper, there's a deeper story, there's a deeper meaning to this. I want to know, that I resonate with those five words. Let me find out what the depth is there. And you start to do that work, and then you find your truth. You find what works for you. But when you simply go, when you simply say, oh, seeking you shall find, great, I'll just spend the rest of my life seeking, I ain't going to find nothing because I've never gone into, I've never t- taken the dive into what that really means.
0: Well, and, and you kind of bring up uh, alluding to something that I was thinking of when you were talking. You know, everybody reading a meme, uh, like I'm coming from my own experience or my own filter. You're coming from yours. That meme yeah. might actually mean more to me or mean something different to me than, than to you. But anyway, we're going to take a little station break. And uh, for those of you tuning in, this is Loretta Brown. And my amazing guest, I really just have so much respect for the two of you. Betsy Chassie and Kate Montana were talking about their new book, All You Need Is Love, and we'll be right back. Did you know
1: that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Alternative Talk 1150. We're on your radio at 1150 AM. We're on your HD radio at 98.9 Channel 3. So many ways to listen. We're on the web at 1150 kkaw.com Streaming live audio and video as well as MP3 archives of many of our shows.
0: So many ways to listen.
1: And now... We're on your smartphone or tablet. Download our free app in the Apple App Store or Google Play and take Alternative Talk 1150 anywhere you go. So many ways to listen. It was a goal that I wanted to achieve from the very beginning. I'm a 40-year-old man that walked in there to get his high school diploma. I wasn't sure if I could do it. It was very hard for me, but the teachers, the counselors, they help you. One of the teachers was Miss Araceli. Miss Araceli, she gave me direction. Every single time I had a question, she'll put down whatever she's doing and she'll come over and she'll sit there with you until you get it. At age 47, with the help of his teacher, Marco finished his high school diploma. 50% of getting your high school diploma is walking through those doors. The other 50% is doing the work. Getting your high school diploma, it is a life-changing experience. It really is. It catapults you to where you want to go. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.
2: Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day.
0: Good choice of music, Benny, as always. Had a little bit of a help with that one. Yeah, Had a little help from your friends. Yeah,
1: <laughs> maybe a particular book title. Yes. <laughs>
0: Welcome back to the original or Loretta Brown Show. My uh, guests today, Betsy Chassie and Kate Montana, and we are talking about their new book, All You Need Is Love, The Importance of Transcending Spiritual Clichés and Living Their Deeper Wisdom. And you might as well just go by the book now because you're going to want to read it. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, I'm going to say it's kind of an easy read, but it's a thought-provoking read. And I think that's where we need to go. Now, in your book, like I said, you have memes at the beginning of all the chapters. And, um, well, except the introduction, which I want to touch on a minute, by Chris uh, Grosso, Grosso uh, you know. And the, the name of it is I Want to Feel uh, <clears throat> GD It, right? So I don't know if I can say that on the radio. Can I say that on the radio? I don't know. Ah, we can do better. Than wait, 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 okay, yeah.
1: So <laughs> this... <laughs> I'm really not sure what you're going to say, so let's just not. I, I, I'm just going to say. So let's G- not do it. Let's C- not C- do K- it. See, C- Kate gets it.
0: But this this introduction really sets the tonality of your book, and I want you to talk just a, a brief bit, and I think you did before the, for the break, a little bit about the tonality of your book, and once again bringing to the forefront your purpose in writing this book. What are you hoping to accomplish? What do you hope people get from it?
2: Oh, Chris Grosso. He, Betsy's been a good friend with him for a long time. I love him. He was just the right pick. Um, but since Betsy knows him longer, let her answer this one. She, okay. He was great. Okay. He is great.
0: It's a great intro. It, it Thank you. Slams,
2: well,
3: Chris slams Chris you right a, into it. Yeah. You should have Chris on your show. I mean, oh, I'd love um, to. He's written several books. Chris had quite a, a reentry into reality a couple of times. And he's had quite a journey, and it hasn't been pretty. You know, he's a drug addiction, um, just
2: real Alcoholism.
3: alcoholism, real struggle. And, you know, talk about somebody who really wanted to heal and then got into this space. And, you know, there wasn't a lot of people willing to say the kinds of things that he says when you do a workshop with him. Talk about truth teller. Talk about authenticity. And you know, I said to Kate, "Guys, if we're gonna have a book that talks about being, you know, really doing the work. Then let's have somebody open this book who's actually really done the work and yeah. really come out on the other side, and who isn't afraid to speak the truth." You know, I say I'm a. I love my four letter words. I use them. I use them often. And um, I you know. I, my my joke back to people is, you know, if you're getting offended by me saying a four-letter word, you ought to look at that. So, um, it's you know, but uh, it, it, he's just a truth teller. And the the reason that we wrote this book was because Kate and I believe it's time to start calling even ourselves out. It's time okay. to start saying the truth.
2: Yeah. It's
3: time, you know, all you need is love. Was the reason why we called it all you need is love is because that's the big the biggest spiritual trope on the planet. Yeah. All you need is love. Everybody runs around, look, all you need is love. And people don't understand. Sometimes love is, love is brutal and harsh and and hurtful and and violent and aggressive and sometimes it's sweet and kind and loving and warm. It, it, it love is you're going to say all you need is love, then you have to encompass it. You have to you have to embrace it as a whole. And a lot of time people don't want to embrace things as a whole. They want to pick that little piece that makes them feel good in the moment and avoid the rest. And so that was yeah. why we opened with Chris. That's why we called the book All You Need Is Love. And And our hope from people reading these chapters is that at the end of the day, I think everybody really leaves you, every chapter leaves you uplifted, at least it did for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes you. It, it gives you deep insight into whatever particular quote or meme we're talking about but it also leaves you, to me, it left me with, the, each chapter left me with a sense of of, of a deeper understanding and, and, and feeling better about it. Like, all of a sudden, I felt a little bit more freedom and and, and, and understanding and going, ah, oh, I feel so much better about what that means and how I can, how I now can actually, because I understand what that quote means, now I can use it in my life in a way that's actually meaningful.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think the book is uplifting. Like I said, it's it's thought-provoking, and I think it makes us stop a moment and say, wait a minute, wh- what am I posting with these memes, and what do these memes really mean to me? So I think it's good for us to pause a little bit longer. I think we move through life fairly rapidly, and... Um,
2: give us give us a you know a it's like point. one of the perfect examples of of feeling uplifted and what Betsy just said feeling expanded and and lighter is for example chapter 3 Cameron Days chapter perfection is the ultimate goal and his meme was dedicate your life to perfection and it's like oh my god reading his chapter and and watching his very human journey dealing with this whole concept of, of being the perfect being mm-hmm. and what that means and how that really bogged his life and his progress down. He was so self-judgmental, and every little thing that where he didn't measure up to his own personal expectations of what perfection meant, you know, whether it was I had to eat just the right diet and I never eat meat and I never use the F bomb and and yeah, you know, I don't have sex or whatever the personal programming luggage, baggage that we're dragging around as far as what perfection means. And it's just like in reading his chapter, it was just like what a trap. But the freedom came and going, oh my God. I've been there. I get it. And to to read somebody else's journey through these tropes Mm -hmm. and to expand it and then identify, wow, thank you, Cameron, very much for exposing this for what it is and for getting yourself out of the trap and writing about it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. This idea of perfection, and this also enters into, you know, if we're leaders or we're teachers or we're up in front of people, there's this idea that you have to be perfect. And what is that? right? Yep. You know, like, like, what, what if you eat meat? You know, what if you uh, drink wine? You know, what if you have a bad day, you know, and (coughs) yell at someone? I do all those things. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, I do,
3: I, I smoke, I drink, you know, I think the thing that, 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 I just do it all. (laughs) You know what? Screw it. This is, I, I just, you know, I think that, part of this book is about giving you people permission to be human again. I think that yeah. a part of what happened um, is that people, I was reading, because I'm going to do the Camino, I've been reading a lot of, um, I belong to a bunch of Facebook groups, and I've been noticing something, and somebody pointed it out, and I thought, gosh, that's so interesting, that the first thing people say, a lot of people say on the Camino is, oh, how many miles did you walk today? Oh, where did you start? How many days are you doing? Well, and it becomes this sort of, like, competitive, yeah. Yeah. like, you know, thing and and that's a big you know that is I, it, for a lot of people what happens when you get into a room full of spiritual people oh did you do this workshop what level of reiki are you mm-hmm. have you done oh you don't mm-hmm. have that crystal mm-hmm. oh well you know mm-hmm. and and it's like you just you, you know we're all we've kind of lost permission to say you know what? i'm going to go outside and have a cigarette see you guys later yeah. you know and to like for me When I, after the bleep came out, you know, the funniest thing is I'm like the least spiritual person on the planet to be making one of the most successful spiritual movies of all time. Like I used to produce porn for a living. So the randomness (laughs) of that is ridiculous, right? Like it just (laughs) makes absolutely no sense at all. Yeah. So, so, you know, after I produced the bleep and here I am opening for Deepak, I went through a very deep insecure stage, like a, a full stage of I'm a fraud I'm a failure if people knew my story and my history they would hate me I shouldn't be doing this you know I why do people want me to be on the stage talking about how to live a spiritual life you know I I'll just pretend and I put on this great show of being like this you know Zen spiritual master hid everything about myself and finally you know I get divorced and my whole financial life blows up and I just go you know what? I'm not gonna do that anymore you know, if you don't think that I'm spiritual because I like to drink good wine and smoke a cigarette, then you know what, I'm really sorry. But I just have to be me, and I think part of what this book is about is giving people permission to just to be who you are. Yeah. Now that doesn't mean you can be a jerk, but being who you are, being really me, becoming more present with who I really am actually helped me work on things that I was avoiding because I was hiding them. You know, work on behaviors and beliefs and patterns that weren't serving me because before I was just covering them up with the cool spiritual, you know, whatever the current buzzword was, whatever the current thing was, I could say, oh, I'm into sound healing now because, you know, I'm a master or whatever it is. I, I just got, let it all go. And I'm like, this is who I am. And in doing that, that's when the real,
0: my real deep
3: work really, truly began. And the healing actually began. I'm much happier person now than I was 10 years ago.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. I I love what you just said. Yeah. That authenticity, by the way, um, because I feel like I'm saying this to my clients all the time, too. Like, you've got to be human. Um, I had somebody on the show not too long ago. We were talking about forgiveness. Mm -hmm. And do we really have to forgive? And what the heck is forgiveness, right? Mm -hmm. And and I've always told people, you don't have to forgive stuff. If people treated you badly, the best thing you can do is just say, okay, that, that bad thing happened. How am I, you know, how does that make me feel? And how, what kind of a person have I become as a result of that? You know, there's an understanding in that whole thing. Um, but that's part of the journey of what you go through. Um, well,
3: forgiveness is a big, huge spiritual trope yeah. that people need, you know. It's, it's it's another one of those rabbit holes that that can, that can lead you on a really dark path for a really long time unless you finally understand what it really means. Yeah.
2: Now, in and your, it starts with yourself, yeah, and yep. it's not about the other at all. And boy, again, that isn't anything that you can wrap up in a tidy package with a bow on top.
0: <laughs> no, you can't. And and it brings in all kinds of things, uh, which actually, in its own right, goes back to that meme from chapter one. You know, like like how you respond to everything is your is is on you. And yet, I'm like, look, sometimes you have to look out into the world and go, you know what, that person was really pretty nasty. Or that thing that happened was awful, right? Like I don't have to gloss that over. And, yeah. Yeah.
2: Oh my God, Loretta! It's like if there's one thing that that just drives me insane, and actually, we, this isn't in the book. And now that you mentioned it, I wish it 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 was. It is this this whole oh I have this really bad thought about this so and so X Y Z is a jerk. You know, a misogynistic dog kicking jerk. <gasps> oh I shouldn't be, I shouldn't be so judgmental. That's a bad thing. I'm a bad spiritual person for being so judgmental. And it's like, wait a minute, you just called a spade a spade. Right. Now, that's not being judgmental. That's just being accurate. Now, if you think that now, if you go around trashing that person as being, now that's a terrible human being, he shouldn't be like that, she shouldn't be like that, blah, 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 and you've got all this internal judgment about their state, that's judgment. But if you just call somebody what they really are, that's just being, that's, that's accurate speak. Well, And, and I... it's not judgment really at all. I mean, I, I could talk about, you know, certain people in the White House, but of course I won't. But And of course I don't judge him at all. Because I'm a spiritual person, Loretta. Right, yeah, I get it. <laughs> the thing I would
3: just say, like, if you go back to that first meme again, the idea is that, you know, your feelings are your own. When you can look at that from the realization that, that it's true, but that how you feel isn't bad. Because the way that that meme came off, it ju- it made your feelings bad. So if I got hurt, it was sort of like my fault. Well, yep. you're not very spiritual because you reacted in, with, with hurt there. Whereas now I go, you know what, my feelings are absolutely all of mine. Yeah. And that person did something and that hurt me. And you know what? I am, I'm going to allow myself to feel that because that's truth. Now that's a, so much more freeing than me going, oh, I better not react to that person because I should be above it.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. Which I the think truth is, is, a real is you're path. not above
2: it at all, you feel the way you feel. Yeah. And then to judge how you feel on top of how you feel and what's been going on, Oh my God! Talk about a double whammy.
0: You know that brings me to you know in chapter uh, twenty. I'm looking here. Sharon Valentine talks about everything happening for a reason. Mm. Everything. Oh God. So does everything happen for a reason? And 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 by the way, you know, because I have a lot of people come in and they'll say, Loretta, this thing happened. Did I do something to make this happen, or what yeah. is my lesson? What am I supposed to be learning from this thing? And I got to be honest with you. Sometimes I'm listening to it and going, "That's just messed up." Well, I, I think yeah.
3: people don't people don't understand. And I wrote a book a few years ago called "Chipping Sacred Cows," where I go into this in detail. And it's it's sort of the funny version of Doctor Joe's book, um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, who he wrote before, with my book. But you know, I think that people don't understand how we attach meaning. And so what people tend to do is think that the thing has a meaning. But they don't realize that we're actually attaching the meaning to the thing. Yep. So it's people, people think, oh, well, the universe, because people act as the universe. I love how people don't want to call it God, but they'll call it the universe. Yes, and it's, and yes. it's somehow acting, and it puts that pile of dog poo in front of me um, so that I would learn the lessons. And now I've, I've stepped in the dog poo, and now I'm like, oh, God, what does this mean? What, is the, what was the universe giving me? Well, in th- reality, the dog just went in the yard and pooped, and then you went out and stepped in it. And then now you're going to attach meaning to it. it, it the meaning wasn't in the poo before you got there. Right. And people don't understand that. And part of it is because people have been told, well, you know, everything happens for a reason. There's a, there's a message and a lesson in everything. So, again, it's, it's this, well, what does that really mean? What does that really mean? You're right. There is a message in everything because humans are meaning attaching machines. That's how our, that's how we, that's how we build our world. Mm -hmm. It's what the mind does. Yeah. It's like you can't, I can't, I sat on my couch right now. I wouldn't be able to sit on my couch if my mind didn't build the couch and make it mean couch. And that's how it works. So when people, when you start to really realize, oh yeah, everything does have meaning because I'm the one giving it the meaning. Oh, I'm, I'm I'm the universe giving it the meaning. Well, what meaning do I want to give it? Oh, I stepped in dog poop. Okay, moving
2: on. Right. You know, it saves yeah. you a lot of yeah, time, yeah. you know? Yeah. Exactly. And I mean, in this whole meaning-making thing that the mind does, it's endless story. You can loop into one story and then the next story and the next. And the beauty about Sharon's chapter about everything happens for a reason is is she lost all of her family, her mother, her father, her grandmother, who was very close to her, and her brother, all within a space of two years. And so she started to go down that path of oh my god aside from the profound grief and loss is like oh my god why did this happen and you know so people would tell her oh well you you know you must have been part of a soul family and before you incarnated you you know you had this soul family meeting and your family decided to leave you so that you would mm-hmm. learn xyz mm-hmm. and 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 she caught it really early on and and realized that Getting involved in that kind of a story was retarding her healing. Mm-hmm. She couldn't let it go. She had to she had to attribute all this story to it. And when she let go the story, she could just purely be in her grief and her loss and then eventually more quickly heal.
0: Ah. you know i I think that, uh, like I said, I think your book is is great. I think it's needed right now. I, I, a lot of people, uh, come to me, and they're always trying to figure out how to jump over their emotions and get to um, their spiritual place. Yeah. And, and I always say, don't, you don't need to rush that part. You know, you, your emotions are, they are your responses, your reactions, your filters, whatever. Like, I don't want to get into that. It's just, um, if you're hurting, you're hurting. Can you just hurt for a little bit? Can you just say, hey, I'm hurting, right? Do you have to- it? And that's
2: the only way you can move through it, yeah. Loretta, is to be authentically with whatever's going on until it's not there anymore. Yeah. I advise all my, my friends, you know, I say, you got to
3: get a Kate. Or, you know, Kate needs a, 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 or a Betsy. Because, you know, I'll get upset about something. And now, instead of trying to bottle it up or hide it or not to be spiritual, I just call Kate and let it rip. <laughs> 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 Kate called me the other day, randomly answered the phone. She goes, do you have a minute? Yes. Ah, <laughs> and then she, she's like, okay, I'm done. I'm like, all right, talk to you later, bye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I am giggling because I actually just told somebody yesterday, you need a girlfriend where you can just call up and just bleh, right? You know, <laughs> get it out. It's just like, get it. Out.
3: The, no disrespect to the shamans, but no. forget the shaman. Get a good girlfriend yep. who you had because part of what's going on, too, is Oh, you know, we need those kind of people in our lives, and yeah. we need to be those people. Yeah. You know, we, one of the things that happens when you get on the spiritual journey is all of a sudden you think you you can fix people, and you have advice. I am like the queen of advice giving, by the way. I give advice unsolicited <laughs> all the time. Um, and most of my friends just were like, Betsy, I didn't ask you for advice. Oh, okay, sorry. It's just a thing. You know, I'm like, I have so much information in my head, I should share it, which is why I write books and make documentaries. So. You know, you have to get to, but I I don't take it myself so seriously. Like when I do that with Kate, she'll usually say, Betsy, I didn't ask you for advice. Be quiet. Oh, sorry. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) You you need to have that. We need to be that for people now. Yeah,
0: we do. We we need to be
3: be open for them to to call and to fail and to suck and to be unhappy and to be mad because that's part of the reason that we are in the state that we are in is that people have no outlet. So they're... They're screaming at each other in the parking lot. They're getting mad at the cashier, they're taking guns into school because there's no, that, there's no space yeah to be human anymore. and it's very entrenched in the new age new thought movement.
0: Yeah yeah you know? this idea of perfection or, or um, sometimes I call it woo-woo fluff, right you know oh, yeah. I'm, I'm so so fantastic you know uh, in every way and I'm better than you somehow right yeah that whole thing
2: um, oh yeah when i got on the spiritual path loretta and i was going to have i was going to be enlightened it was like the whole goal was to get there ahead of all my friends <laughs> <laughs> You're not competitive, are you, Kate? No. I'm not competitive Didn't at all. Think so. <laughs> yeah, I wanted everybody to be enlightened, but please, God, let me be enlightened. <laughs> <laughs> and Kate doesn't
3: know this yet, but the next book that we're going to write about is being is letting go of the victim because what's gone uh, on now is we've yeah. gotten into this place of everybody needs to be a victim and and be vulnerable, which is great, but now they're so vulnerable that they don't want to let that, that, that realizing. Wait a minute, if I I, I could actually this issue or this trauma but it's part of like I get to walk into my spiritual dinner party and and talk about my trauma and everybody sits around and oh uh,
2: yeah. thank Aww. you yeah. thank you for that
0: by the way I <laughs> I think that the the victimhood uh this is a big issue it needs to go away you know like I think we're we're Molly cuddling a little bit too much and that might make some people rankled that are listening but um, you know, there you go, right there, Loretta. That you know, might rankle some it, people yeah, listening. Might. <laughs> but, you know, my deal is, um, y- you know, just what was that funny comedy thing with, uh, God, what was his name? Um, stop it. It's stop Bob it. Newhart. Thank you. You stop know exactly yep. what I'm talking about. Yeah. I love that wh- because um, I work with people all the time. And, and of course, I, I do dearly love people. But there are times when I'm listening and I'm like. Bob Newhart. Yeah, Bob Newhart. Yeah, Bob Newhart. It's stop like, it. just stop it. You know, get yourself. That could
2: be the name of our book, the next book, Kate.
0: Yeah, stop it! Stop really? it! I think that's it. She says
2: really? <laughs> I love like it. You know, the Hawaiian word for en- the Hawaiian word for enough is pow. Pow. I like pow. That. Enough. Like it. Like Loretta. That.
3: Loretta, you have to be a part of the book now because you, we, just, oh. we just decided to do it on your show. So. Okay. All right.
0: All right. <laughs> T- twist my arm, but um, pow. Okay. <laughs> do it. All right. Now that I've walked the Korra. Uh, yeah. By the way, I, I should hook you up with Bill Bennett, my friend Bill Bennett, who did PGS, you know, Personal Guidance System, the movie from Australia, because he's walked the El Camino, and you guys have certain language that's similar. So, <laughs> we cuss a lot? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, he's a, he's a reluctant spiritual uh, uh, master of some kind. <laughs> He'd laugh if he heard me say that. Um, we've got like a minute left, you know. Um, I don't know what you guys want to say at the end. Kate, you've got a great chapter at the end of the book. You guys kind of bookend it. And, uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. We- I, I just I just kind of took a, a jackhammer to to everything from the soul <laughs> from the soul onwards, and it's just in an attempt to go, you know, you are a soul on a journey. That is so basic. I accepted it for thirty years, and then now it's in question. I don't know anything Loretta and that's <laughs> been one of the that's been the greatest freedom I've given myself on the spiritual path I is finally that. letting go everything that I think I know and it's just like and that leaves the room for something new to come in
0: well we're definitely on the same page after being to Tibet and I know you know Betsy you're going to the El Camino and Kate you're on your own journey um, yeah I, I I'm here to admit I don't know anything either so anyway where do people find you how do they find your book
3: They can go to rampant, R-A-M-P-A-N-T, feline, S-E-L-I-N-E, media.com, and they can find all of our books. We have a a library of really cool books, and also they can find me, they can find Kate, they can find everything they need to know so that they don't have to know.
0: I love that. And I'm sorry we didn't have time to ask you why you named yourself Rampant Feline Media. You sound like girls gone crazy. Uh, out of control. Uh, I've had that.
3: That's been my company name since my born days. So I just thought we would go ahead and give it a
0: new life. All right. that's how you wrap up a show right there, That's how you wrap up a show right there. (laughs) Anyway, um, love to you guys. All you need is love is the book, The Importance of Transcending Spiritual Clichés and Living Their Deeper Wisdom. This is Loretta Brown, my guests Betsy Chassie and Kate Montana, and blessings to you all. I'll talk to you next week.